and welcome back to the Pinstripe Podcast. Scotty, what's going on? Um, a lot. A I lot. mean, well, not really a lot. Well, in the world. In the world. Yeah, no, on. personally, no, it's, it's, it's normal. Yeah, so in, in the baseball world, it's pretty slow this week. Yeah. But in the real life world, um, I don't even know how to process what's going on. So hopefully this can be a little bit of a distraction to that. I was kind of going back and forth of if we should even do this today, but I was like, you know, maybe this can be a nice welcome distraction from the nightmare that is the current United States political sphere. So let's hope. Um, we, Like I said, we don't have a lot of league news to talk about this week, but Might as well dive right into it. Start with everybody's... It's starting to become one of my least favorite topics to talk about, being DJ LeMayhew, um, because it's just become boring. Do you agree? Yeah, because there's nothing. That's really what it is. Anytime anyone expresses interest in him, it becomes a headline, and it's like, you can express interest all you want, nothing's happening. So it's become a little bit like, okay, whatever. You're being like some someone's being dramatic here, whether it be the journalist, DJ, the teams. I don't know. But besides that, I believe on Saturday or Sunday, um, it was told to the world that the Dodgers have also expressed interest in DJ LeMahieu. But ooh, that just fell apart. But apparently they're also not going to take him for five years. He's still really trying to push this five year thing. And. It's rumor is that the Yankees still have the best offer, but not one that he really loves. But I don't know. The Dodgers don't need him. This is no, they really don't. They really have no no need for him. No, and I feel like it would be almost a waste to get him because then you're you'd be. I don't know. I don't know. I have a lot of. I don't even want to talk about DJ anymore. I don't want to make any more posts about DJ until it is one. That he is on the Yankees. That's that's the next post about DJ you're going to see from us. Do you agree? Do you think, right? Like, if there's any more, like, really compelling things between episodes, we'll bring them up. But, like, other than that, it, it's just frustrating at this point. Like, it's just annoying that that is the only thing that we have to, like, follow right now as Yankee fans. And it's it's kind of frustrating. Any, any other DJ thoughts? It's just, it's nothing. Like, it's, <laughs> there's just nothing. It's just. <laughs> like, and, and I'm not saying that, like, I don't care. But it's just, like, these, like, oh, this team is interested. And this team is, of course teams are interested. He's an all-star. He's probably the best, like, bat for average in the league. Like, of course teams are interested. They're not stupid. But it's just, like, unless, until something is, like, solid and definitely happening stop reporting on it like relax moving on um it was kind of broken but then he also tweeted about it so I don't really know what's going on but there is definitely a rumor that if Masahiro Tanaka doesn't sign with the Yankees he's not playing for any other major league team he would go back and play in Japan first of all savage Love that loyalty. But, like, 
the the situation is confusing because that broke on like a few different journalists, a few different like tweets said it, and then he he tweeted something that I didn't really understand. It didn't really make sense. He like sort of confirmed it and then also denied it and then also said, "Don't make up your own stories." But you're right; it was weird. Um, but at this point, I mean, if we're not looking at any other pitchers, I think the only one that has sort of been floated around with the Yankees is Kluber. I say take Tanaka back. Maybe just a year, like, or two, maybe a year with a year option. But, like, we just need, I mean, we've, the two of us have talked about it a whole lot. We just need experience in our rotation. And he'd bring that. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, as you said, it's only going to be, if we picked him up, it's only going to be like a year or so. And, I mean, I think that's reflective in what this, kind of idea this rumor is is that he doesn't want to play for any other team he just wants to play for the Yankees to go and probably just finish off his career I mean we've talked about it he doesn't have a ton of years left Mm -hmm. he's closing he's at the closing parts of his career and I mean he might as well I think he just wants to be like hey if I'm gonna end I'm gonna end it with the Yankees yeah and like I don't think he's done like I do think he has a year or maybe two years left in the tank it's just like I love the loyalty. I just don't know if it's, like, really true or not. I, I can't picture him playing for any other team. I think because he's always been a Yankee. But, like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on that one. Um. Also, I don't know if this is confirmed or, like, we're in the paperwork for it, is the Yankees and Greg Allen. Scotty, I don't know if you've seen this one. All right, so he is an a switch hitting outfielder that the Padres DFA'd last week. Um, his career line is two thirty nine, two ninety eight, and three forty three. So at first, I was like, "Why are we doing this? Like, why we don't need more outfielders? We don't." And then I was on Twitter, and I want to say his name is Dan Rourke, Dan O'Rourke. I don't know. He's just a guy that I follow on Twitter, um, and he was kind of saying this. Is this, like, confirming that there's a Talkman trade or, like, just fueling that we're, we're losing at least an outfielder, maybe Talkman, freaking maybe Andujar? Because <laughs> um, apparently Allen's pretty quick, so he'll be nice on the bases. His line isn't bad, like, for your career. I mean, like, he's not fantastic, but, like, it's not terrible. Um, I don't know. What Do you, do you think this means anything? I mean... You were like, oh, we don't need any outfielders. No, we do, because as you said, Andujar's an outfielder. <laughs> so always having that, but I mean, also, if it is a, a, of the DFA, they might not have immediate plans for him. Mm-hmm. They might. It might be in, uh, go down to minors for a bit, may just sit on the bench, I don't know. But I mean, with something like that, I feel like it wasn't, that big enough to really be like he's immediately hopping in the lineup but also at the same time I feel like an an outfielder is actually like pretty needed for with how our outfield was last year and how injury prone we are as a team that they're like might as well take more outfielders we don't want to be throwing Andujar out there because that was awful (laughs) um yeah that is true since he is getting picked up off of the, the down for assignment group, maybe that doesn't mean anything immediately. Um, I mean, the Talkman rumors are definitely still, like, 
they're not super, super active. Like I haven't seen any like break in them, but they're definitely still like around. So we'll see. This will develop as it develops. Like everything probably really freaking slow and we won't hear anything, but we'll see. Um, the one other Yankee news that I have kind of transitions us to league-wise information because it has gained interest from everyone. So Yasiel Puig is looking to sign with a team in 2021, um, and the Yankees are one of the interested teams. So in 2020, he was a free agent, and he was, like, in talks and, like, with a contract with the Braves, and then he got covid and the Braves scratched his contract, so he just didn't play the entirety of 2020. Um, and now he's looking to come back in 2021. So his career slash is 277, 348, and 475. So personally, I don't think this is a pickup that the Yankees need. One, we don't need another right-handed outfielder. If you're going to give me an outfielder, at least Greg Allen is a switch hitter and can go from the left side. Our issue is that our lineup is so right-handed heavy with a field that is so kind to left-handed hitters. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, And then also, he has um, issues off the field. He has sexual assault allegations. And I mean, I I say the same thing about Domingo Herman. I think that the Yankees, I personally think all professional sports teams should hold themselves to a higher standard than paying these people millions and millions of dollars but particularly I think the Yankees have always held themselves as a very like classy organization and woo 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 um if I don't think I don't think we need him on the team for both position wise and we don't need that kind of like energy on the team do you have any any thoughts about Puig not that you haven't already said I mean we literally we're just talking about how we picked up an outfielder. I don't think we need an urgent outfielder again, especially he's a right fielder. We do not need a right fielder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like his personality doesn't really fit with the New organizations. York. I wouldn't say New York. I'd say the Yankees. Yeah, 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 true, true, true. Because the Yankees, their whole thing is a very, as you said, very classy, very baseball. Yeah. It's very, you're there to play, you're there to work, that's it. And so they don't really have that, I'd say, fun aspect, but, like, that that wild aspect. Yeah, wild, I think, would be would be the word. Um, like, listen, is Puig talented? Yes. I, I just personally think that the talent pool is so large for baseball and within the minor leagues and within other players that maybe don't get the same amount of attention that we don't need to continue hiring these people that are assaulting women and people. But like, maybe that's just me who sees that as a problem. I don't know. Um, I, I don't doubt that Puig will be playing in 2021. I hope it's not for the Yankees, but I think he will still get picked up by someone because teams just want to win, which makes sense. You get paid to win. Um, But I just wish that not even just baseball, all professional sports 
could realize that we do not need to keep on paying these people who are doing bad things. Um, and not even just like sexual assault. Tyreek Hill literally broke his son's arm and then went and won a Super Bowl. And that just don't sit yeah, right It wasn't Tyreek Hill. Oh, it wasn't Tyreek Hill? It, it was it? I don't think Tyreek Hill did anything. I thought it was Tyreek Hill. Kareem Hunt? Oh, that's it. Nah. I thought he drop kicked somebody. I thought Kareem Hunt <laughs> drop kicked somebody. No, because it was always the fact that there's... these can get mixed there up. Was a... No, I don't because I don't remember anything about breaking his kid's arm. The only, the only, the only thing that I remember off the top of my head about hurting their child would be, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Oh, he was a Vikings running back for a long time. Peterson, Adrian Peterson. I but think like, that's like. Yes, I, I think, do remember Adrian Peterson. Yeah. I'm not getting Wi-Fi down here to Google Ty. Oh, here it is. Um, no, I don't think Tyreek Hill did anything. I think no, no, he did. He did. Tyreek Hill child abuse investigation on March 15th. The Kansas City Star report reported Hill was under police investigation for battery involving he and his three-year-old son who had suffered a broken arm. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't even know he was old enough to have a, a child. <laughs> and then like he's like, "Ooh, look at me! I'm the fastest man in the league. I'm gonna win the Super Bowl." And they're just like. He's so fast. But like us getting which football superstar drop kicked someone versus hurt their child versus like it's there's just so many issues there that it, it's like kind of concerning. Anyway, a little off topic, but re- keep keep your abusers in the NFL straight. Is that what I'm trying to say? No. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Um, I don't think there's any good way of wording anything here. No, there's really not. Um, I do want to say that I don't... Uh, Scotty, you definitely didn't see it because you're not on Twitter and you're definitely not on female baseball Twitter. But... I did. <laughs> I did see this. You know what I'm going to say? Yeah. That people are mad at Rachel Luba? Oh, wait, never mind. No, I was talking... About, I thought you were talking about the other thing. Oh, what's the other thing? The thing that you're, that you're putting as... Oh! Yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll okay. get to that. Yeah. No, um, a lot of women in sports are frustrated with Rachel Luba, who we talked about last week, and I should have done more research on. Um, a lot of people are frustrated with her because she is now representing Yasiel Puig, and they are frustrated that she is representing a sexual abuser of women. Um, and they've recognized that she kind of just grabbed not I don't want to say grabs on I don't know how to say this without sounding like a, a bad person she just represents big personalities like she has she doesn't have many like she's not the agent of many just like regular baseball players you know and and it was fine when she was working like it's fine that she's working with Bauer it it's whatever but because he hasn't knowingly to the world done anything like against women um but her working with Puig I don't know if this is too like conceptual to like kind of talk about kind of is like a step backwards for women in sports um because I'm sure anyone who like can open their eyes properly can see that there's not many women working in sports but um she like took this really great step being like an agent, a sports agent 
for professional baseball. And then like, it kind of feels like she took this giant step back by trying to get this guy who has lots of off field problems, a contract. So we'll see, but moving on to the other women in sports, big news, Bianca Smith. So she is hired by the Red Sox and she is the first black woman to serve as a coach. And she will be at their Fort Myers, Florida, like, I don't want to call it a compound, but like facility. That's the word. That's the word. Um, so she played softball at Dartmouth. Um, and then while she was playing softball, she was also help. She, so I, I read it about her and she originally was not going to play softball in college. She went to Dartmouth and she was meeting with the baseball coach to like help like be like a student manager of the baseball team. And then she met the softball coach and she was like, Hey, you want to play here? And I'm like, wow, recruiting back then was so easy. (laughs) Um, and then she ended up getting her masters at, I believe case Western. And she was like the baseball ops manager for the case Western baseball team. And now she worked, she had two internships at the commissioner's office. She worked for two big league teams. And now she's coaching with the Red Sox. Wow. Scotty? I know. I mean, there's not, it's not like, it's like a big thing. It's a big thing. But like there, I, I honestly don't know if there's really like a whole bunch more to talk about. I mean, hey, it's a, it's a big move forward. Yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like, I feel like there's not, there, there's not like a, a ton that is, is needed to say in a situation like this. Yeah. I mean, it, I will say the Red Sox. Doing it is interesting. Not that, not that I, I don't well, know how to wait, say hey, that. that's why she's in Florida and yeah, not and not Boston. Without, without making it sound like the Red Sox have like a racist undertone, but they have had issues. Yeah, like the amount of players that have come out in like the last like three years that have said that they have experienced racial abuse in Fenway is is shocking and. The Sox were the last team to integrate. Um, so it's it's interesting. Um, I'm proud of them for taking that step forward as an organization. Obviously, the current organization has nothing to do with the past one that was the last one to integrate. They're, none of those people are um, probably alive. But And, and of course, they, they can't control what their fan base says in the crowds. So I think that it's honestly even better that the Red Sox did it. Um, I'm just glad that, you know, from a, yes, we hate the Red Sox, but from a professional standpoint, they were like, this is the right thing to do. Not only is she extremely qualified, but it'll also send a message to our fans to shut the fuck up and (laughs) stop being assholes. Um, But obviously... Big year for women in sports. Kim Ang, Bianca Smith, gonna ignore Rachel Luba, but <laughs> Scotty, you wanna head into? Do we have a Bauer update this week? Uh, I was gonna go. I have a few things before. Oh, you got a few. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I knew you had a few things before. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. So first things first. I just kind of want to throw this out there. I told you. I said it's it's something that's not really that big. 
um, baseball-wise, but it was something that I wanted to bring attention to. Um, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, might have been like right around. Um, but John Boy got married. Oh, yeah! Which, I mean, I just wanted to kind of bring that uh, attention to that. I mean, that's a big thing. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, so... he's kind of a big thing that yeah. we're kind of why we got into this in a way. I mean, he's kind of a big like influence for, yeah. for us. And not only just like, like he has Talking Yanks, which is like for Yankee fans, but he also just does such great content for baseball in general. Sports in general. Yeah. like the Sometimes man just, not sports. <laughs> the man just grinds and he's awesome. I've been trying to get an internship with them and they're very picky. So John Boy, please. I just want to help. Um, but yes, I, oh, you're right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Our king, John Boy. <laughs> um, next thing I wanted to kind of just go over is uh, MLB posted their power rankings mm-hmm. for the 2021 season. Um, in the top, I'll just go over the top five. They have um, the Twins. Are number five? Are number five. The Braves are number four. The Yankees are number three. The Padres are two, and the Dodgers are one. What, do you have a problem with the Padres being two? It's it's a close shot between two and one. Oh, oh, 100%. I think a lot of the times, though, I think every time I've ever seen power rankings, whoever won the World Series last year yeah. is always number one. Yeah. I think also it's pretty bold to put the Yankees three. Really? Especially, I think above them? I, no, you put the Braves above them? I think I'd put them a little farther back just because of the position we're in, in terms of our lineup, our pitching lineup right now. Did you is see them rank strong. our rotation? What? They, did you see them rank our rotation? They ranked our rotation like sixth. I was like, oh, you're yeah, stupid. That's wild. <laughs> but then also the whole thing of, of we don't even know if we're having DJ LeMahieu back. True. If we don't have him back, that's going to be a big hit to our team. Um, so I feel like, I feel like it's a bit bold to put them at three. I think, I think we're better than the twins, which we'll get to. And I do agree. If we don't get DJ, I do think that us and the Braves should switch. Also another surprising thing. I'll just quickly run through 10 through six, just because I'm, I'm reading them now. Are you starting at 10 or six? Starting at 10. Thank you. Tampa Bay is number 10. Tough without Snell, but okay. Blue Jays are number nine. Yeah. Number eight's the Mets. Shut up. No. Stop. <laughs> That's like, why I, I had to no, say I, it. I, no, I saw this too, and I was like, okay, funny joke, MLB. You're, you've got the ha-has today. Number they don't se- have George Springer yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Number seven's the A's, and then number six is the White Sox. So playoff teams primarily, and then the Mets – you know what they I are really expecting a lot out of the Mets. You know what I love to see? Who's not on that list? Houston. The Astros. Mm-hmm. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's cool to see, first of all, that's three AL East teams. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's interesting the to Mets see. The Mets are really confusing me. But I think the they've confused time? everybody for a while now. But, like, at the same time, who else would you put in your top 10 teams? Like, if you had to, right, you take the Mets out, who do you add? Exactly. There's really Marlins? Not. You can put the Marlins, but I mean. That was a good idea. 
I mean, you don't know. The whole thing, people didn't know about the Marlins this year. Nobody expected that. Very true. So very how do true. we know that we're expecting it next year as well? I think the I, – oh, I did delete something. The Mets are – the Mets are looking to sign a reliever. That's their big issue. Um. Yes, let me just find who it is. Brad Hand, he's a three-time All-Star reliever. I think if they get him, then I'd keep the Mets in their spot. Yeah. Because, I mean – you can go back and listen to our Mets episode. Their only issue is their bullpen. And really, their reliever is their big their Yeah, their big, their big issue finish. is sticking onto leads. Yeah. So if they can grab an, an all-star arm, then I might, I, I might keep them in that spot. But until every rumor is settled and down and trades are done and signings are done, I don't know. I, and I, I know that the, like, power rankings are pretty much just a guess. I'll be interested to see how they all, all turn out, you know? Yeah. Because, like, let's say the Angels sign Trevor Bauer. I would raise them in how good they're doing. The Cleveland baseball team, who is yet to receive a name. Okay, yeah, but, like... They have time. <laughs> yeah, but like that's. Ah, uh, never I'm just, mind. I'm just trying to think now. Like, that's a good team that could have probably made that list. The Angels, if they sign any pitching, I think that they could be very good. But we'll see. I I like how early they make power rankings, and I'm pretty sure they always title the um like the article way too early 2021 MLB power rankings. And you're like, yeah, my guy, there's snow on the ground. But. I have two more things. Yes, yes. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr. turned 22 this past week. I just want to be like. He's he's younger than 54 of the top 100 top prospects. He is of the of the top prospects that I'm talking about with the twins. Two of them are older than him, and two of them are his age. Exactly. It's it's crazy how young he is and how insane he is. It's that he's right. He's 22 years old. I'm turning 21 in two weeks. He looks like absolutely no other 22 year old I've ever met. <laughs> like I, if I saw him on the street, I'd be like. 26 lowest exactly like he's just like rah no baby fat like he doesn't even have like a baby face like Manny Machado has a more baby face than Tatis and they're like how many years apart I'd like to say probably close to five five right yeah I'd like to say that it's imagine being that cool at 22 (laughs) having a career at 22 ah (laughs) And then the last thing is, uh, this just came out uh, just yesterday, MLB and the Players Association, they said that they're confident that spring training will begin on February 27th and the regular season will begin on April 1st. Yes. So great to see see that we're already looking forward to the year, that we're already thinking about the year. And that, like, I mean, especially at a time like this, is they're not going and, like, expecting anything. They're not being like, ah, everything's going to be better in the two months. They're like, hey, we're just, that's just how we're going to roll right now. Yeah. We're going to roll with it. I like seeing that. I like that I only have two months 
until baseball's back. Yeah, that is nice. Three, four. Uh, oh, oh, I, well, spring training will actually give us like actual stuff to talk about. Exactly. Yeah. And we're not just like, so Clint Frazier had cool sneakers on today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and but that also means it's also pretty good because now we're gonna start. We have now two months, and we're going to be seeing a lot of action. Yeah, we might actually sign DJ by February 27th. Maybe. That'd be really cool, Yankees. Maybe. Not to, like, force an idea on you or anything, <laughs> but that would be really cool of you. Um, and did you have a Bauer update this week or nothing? Um, Nothing huge, except that apparently, allegedly. Ooh, um, ooh allegedly. Trevor Bauer is planning on putting out a YouTube video. Yes. Uh, about his plans and ideas of free agency. Um, of course, uh, everything in the most Trevor Bauer way is through YouTube. Yeah. Um, but uh, in a note from Rachel Luba, um, she said that. Um, Trevor will discuss his own thoughts and priorities about what he's looking for in his next team on his YouTube channel. So stay tuned for that in the coming days. That's kind of at the beginning. And then at the end, she said, Trevor will make his free agent decision based on a variety of factors for his priorities in free agency. See his upcoming YouTube video. And he's considering a number of different types of contracts and structures. So no info, no thing saying that, hey, he has like a, he has an idea. He's just mm-hmm. kind of, Bringing everything a little bit closer. Yeah. We're getting there, finally. Um, I wish I had something to say about Trevor Bauer, but Jeff Passan just tweeted. Oh. <laughs> the New York Mets are deep into talks on a deal to acquire Francisco Lindor from the Cleveland Indians. I swear to God. <laughs> Hold on. Let me just check my, my Mets. Info. Who the hell is their shorts? Oh, Ahmed Rosario. That's fair. Yeah, Rosario was like a, a mid. He was average. He was nothing. If they pick up Lindor, he would was they, functional. If they pick up Lindor, would they stop bothering DJ? Most likely. Right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. But I mean, it, it, it depends on what their plan is with, with Rosario. But at the same time... I hold what the Mets are doing to the smallest regard. Because they're just they are doing just doing stuff. They're just doing everything. <laughs> they're doing too much. But they're just guess, going. They just went and first day in office, they just went and went, all right, uh, typed an email saying, hi, I'd like you on my team, sent it to the entire league. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever it may concern, blind CC to everybody. <laughs> um, but I guess that's a situation to keep our eye on. Let's, uh, are you ready to head on over to Minnesota? Yes, I have nothing else to say now. Okay, so we're talking about the Minnesota Twins. I have... Too much information about the Minnesota Twins logged in my brain. I've done two projects on these fools. It's it's quite the organization. Anyway, last year they went 36-24 and 24 to win the American League Central but lost, shockingly, in the wild card series to the Houston Trash Cans. Their manager is Rocco Baladelli, and they play at Target Field, which is a brand new field. It's beautiful. It has, like, a nice little picnic yard. 
Um, it's great. They struggle to fill seats. I don't know why. Actually, I do know why. Their social media is trash, but <laughs> that's that. <laughs> Let's head on into their lineup. So their catcher is Mitch Garver. He's 29 years old. He played in 23 games and swung a 167. Yikes. A 247 and a 264. Their first baseman is Miguel Sano, who's 27 years old, played in 53 games, swung a 204, 278, and a 478. Luisa Reza plays second base for them. He's 23 and played in 32 games with a 321, a 264, and a 402. Jorge Polanco is their shortstop. Pretty solid guy, right? I've heard his name. Heard yeah. his name flown around. Yeah. Who is, he's 26 years old. He played in 55 games, swung a 258, a 304, and a 354. Josh Donaldson joined them this year at third base. He came from the Braves, I believe. And he's 34 years old, played in 28 games, swung a 222, a 373, and a 469. Eddie Rosario is in left field at 28 years old and 57 game appearances. He swung a 257, a 316, and a 476. Centerfield is Byron Buxton, 26 years old, 39 games, 254, 267, 577. Right field is one of the best-looking outfielders in the world, Max Kepler. I love him. <laughs> I'm in love with this man. He's 27 years old, played 48 games, swung a 228, a 321, and a 439. The graphic for the episode today, I was like, I don't even care if, like, there are definitely bigger names on the Twins. <laughs> He's on it. I love him. Anyway, and their DH is the man himself. 39-year-old Nelson Cruz. He played in 53 games. Old man. Old man. <laughs> he played in 53 games with a 303, 397, and a 595. And he led the team in home runs with 16. Um, their 10th man is Marwin Gonzalez, his 31-year-old infielder, who got himself on the field 53 times. Um, and swung a 211, 286, and 320. But Jake Cave and Erie Adrizana also played over over 40 games. So they had a deep bench. Um, I mean, Nelson Cruz is their hottest topic. We he also, here. I'm just saying, Nelson Cruz is almost, is just, is three years, four years, four years away, right? Wait, I'm trying to think. I think five, five. He's five years away from being double the age of Fernando Tatis. Savage, <laughs> absolutely savage. That's um, just that's just insane to think. Yeah, that's wild. So Cruz has said that he wants to remain a twin, even if he took a pay pay cut, which I don't believe that line at all because DJ said the same thing. So f f the pay cut line. Um. But the problem is, if the international DH rule does not stand, then he can't stay. Which it doesn't plan on staying. Yeah. That was a part of the so thing that with cuts, the spring training. Um, other teams have expressed interest in him. Obviously, his numbers this year were fantastic. And he not only does he have a strong 2020, he's had a really illustrious and powerful career. That was a really good word. Illustrious? <laughs> Just wanted to highlight that <laughs> one. Um, they, the Twins have also had contact with top free agents. Like, for some reason, they're contacting Nelson Cruz. 
And not Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is on the team. Yeah, I was like, Marcel, I feel like they should have good. Marcel Zuna, which in my head, Nelson Cruz and Marcel Zuna are the same player, just a few years apart. Like Ozuna says, he can still play the outfield, but he's a DH, <laughs> and there's no issue with that. You know, Cruz is very confident that he's just a DH. He's 40 years old, homeboy. Homeboy, lucky he can see the baseball. <laughs> um, so I I did think that was interesting that there was rumor that they were talking to Ozuna, but they're also um, looking at pitching trade options, like going for Sonny Gray or Joe Musgrove. But like every other goddamn team in the league, they're going to take their time and plan out their moves very carefully, which is so annoying. Um, I mean, you like, do you have any thoughts on Cruz? Any of their... Freaking Sonny Gray is wanted everywhere but in pinstripes. Wow, <laughs> Never come back in pinstripes. Um, no, I mean they're 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 a good. I mean they they have a solid lineup. They have a a, a functional lineup that is very good at hitting. They're they're very like, good at, at hitting strong. They hit strong. The term functional is so funny. You're like it it's it fun. It works. I mean it works for them. It is working for them. I mean, um, not 2019. They led the league in home runs. Yeah, it was like exactly. 430 something, I think, and it was like a new record. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it. It works. It works during the regular season, and we'll get to. We'll get to the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Whoa, whoa, whoa! The Mets and Indians are in serious talks about a Francisco Lindor trade. The Mets will also be getting Carlos Carrasco from the Indians in the Lindor deal, per source. Mets closed. To- Close, not close. Close to Lindor. Wow, sorry, I did not mean to cut you off. No, that makes sense. I thought this was just like a like a ooh, Mets want Francisco Lindor, but now it's like Mets are getting Francisco Lindor and Carrasco. Yeah, wow. that's that's huge. So maybe the Mets. What are they giving up? Maybe they do deserve that sixth spot. Yeah. What are they giving up? Is the real question. Gives up Jacob Degrom. <laughs> <laughs> that that would kill them because that like, is their so, entire pitching like, lineup. So we'll take Francisco Lindor, but you can have our entire heart of Jacob Degrom. <laughs> I mean, that if I'm correct, I'm gonna look again. I literally just logged off of it. Um, what is he? He is. I'm trying to look at what Cookie is, if he's a starter. I think he is. He's the one that had cancer, right? Yes. I'm trying to remember. Uh, when Law's game starts. Yeah, no, he's a yeah, he's a starter. So I mean, it it's another starter for them. They could always use one. They have like two good starters, and then they kind of fall off a bit. But again, yeah. as we just said, they need relievers, and I guess it's more. It's, that it's it, official. It's official. Yeah. Lindor is a Met? Lindor is a Met. All right, well, if we're allowed in the stadium, they're going to a Met game. <laughs> and then we'll see. We might go to a Philly game, too, this year. <laughs> I am I am in shock. I don't know if we'll be able to get Mets tickets. Like, now, like, people are really too excited about the Mets this year. I mean, yeah. I don't blame them for, for what just happened, but... <laughs> I, like, I don't even know, like... That's, that's huge. Okay, so they traded for Lindor, which means that they probably didn't spend a lot of money on him. So they still have money 
to get Springer. Yeah. If they wanted him. Yeah, that's a trade. That's not really money. Yeah. I want to know what what was it that the Mets gave up? I am... I am in trouble. Hmm, I'm trying to find something. I mean, I, I that's really all I want to know, because if you just casually pick up Lindor... I know. ...in a trade, like, he's been stuck in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> literally every year, there's people talking about picking him up, and never does it happen. But, okay, well, I'll give you your time. I'll okay. go through the pitching. Dive into pitching. Sorry. All right, so they're pitching... I didn't think that their pitching was really as special as it was. And looking into it, they are in the top five in the le- in their league in every cate- in every major category except saves, where they or sorry, except complete games, which they had none, which is like I mean that just happens. You can't really expect anything. It's not really anything about like great pitching. Um, but they were fourth in saves with 17 of them. They were second in hits, runs, and earned runs with 448 hits, 215 runs, and 204 earned runs. And those are good stats. Those are that's second lowest. <laughs> I always had to check them. I was like, I think it means I think it means second in a good way, but not second highest. Yeah, no, it's second lowest in all those stats. They were first in home runs, only giving up 62 this year. They were fourth in strikeouts with 535 and then fifth in walks with 170 given up all of these stats come from a a lineup that has two all-star appearances as a whole every person on that team that every pitcher on the team has a total of two all-star games and those are both by jose barrios who i'm going to get in in into a second but both of them were by one guy yeah. And this team is top five in every major stat. That is crazy to think and crazy to see that they're not they're not a team getting really carried extremely mm-hmm. by an all by like a big name. Well, I mean, they are, but not huge. <laughs> and what I mean by that is Kenta Maeda. Kenta Maeda was um, ended off uh, second in the Cy Young this year. Yeah, he did extremely well this year. He was their ace. I think he's planning on being, they kind of plan on him being the ace for a little bit now because there's not much left in him either. But anyways, this year, his stats, he went 6-1 and one with a 2.7 ERA, gave up 9 home runs, uh, 10 walks, and 80 Ks. Those are, I like those numbers. Those are good numbers. <laughs> like, Whole I numbers. like that number. Whole numbers. 10 and 80. Flat. Um... He had a league-best .75 whip, which is, uh, I've always wanted to know this. I never actually knew what it was. Yeah, what it's is whip? Very straightforward. It's walks plus hits divided by innings pitched. Oh, yeah. Whip. W-H-I-P. <laughs> walks, hits, innings pitched. I always thought it meant something about, like, how I had are. no idea what it meant. <laughs> I was like, what? I didn't know what it was either, and now that I'm, like, actually looking at it, I'm like, wow. I'm, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so that is, it was... Crazy good, as I said, that's a league best. That was, yes, I'm pretty sure. That, yeah, that's just league. That's just AL. Um, but as I said again, he's second in Cy Young. He's 32 years old, and I, that's like, I, I thought he was. A, I thought he was a bit younger. Yeah, so did I. 
Um, but he is currently with the team until 2023. I think the reason that people think that he's younger is because he spent a lot of time overseas. Uh-huh. Like, I don't remember off the top of my head what league he was in. But he was in one of the leagues overseas for a while. He was doing very well over there. He had yeah. a bunch of awards from... I think I don't remember if it was Korean baseball league or, J- or Japanese. It's it's weird because I think it might have been Japan, uh-huh. but they label it like a KBO. Yeah, something like that. So I was like, oh my, I, I don't know, I don't know. But basically, <laughs> he did really well. He's doing really well. He's a very good pitcher for them. Extremely well this year. I mean, if they keep it up, they can it, that that will help them a ton. And going to the next pitcher is they number two, who is very close to a number one, Jose Barrios, who I just talked about. Um, the Machine is his nickname, but it's Spanish, and I haven't spoken Spanish in a long time. And I'm, La Machina. I, I, di- I didn't want to say it completely wrong. Um, <laughs> so I didn't want to say it. Um, but yeah, that's his nickname. That's what he's known as. He's 26. He's a 26-year-old from Puerto Rico. Ooh, I liked how you said that. Puerto Rico. <laughs> um, Puerto Rico. So he's available for arbitration now, but he's a free agent in 2023 as well. Uh, he had a very good year. I mean, he deserves a nickname of the machine. <laughs> he had he went five and four, a four ERA. That's a bit rough, but 28 runs, eight home runs, 26 walks, 68 Ks, eight home runs. As I said, this team was number two in home runs given up. And that's just having a single-digit <clears throat> home run, having less home runs given up than games on your record. He went five and four. He played. He had rec- recorded games, so not just games in general where like you ended in a no decision. Recorded mm-hmm. games. He had nine of them, and he only gave up eight total home runs all season. That is good pitching. Yeah. Um. But. In relation to uh, other things, I mean, this is a pretty average year for him. Uh, all around, numbers were, like, relatively close to what they are the past three years for him. Uh, the only thing that was kind of up was his walks through nine, which is, um, they went up uh, 1.4, which I feel like most of those stats can just be attributed to the numbers of the the amount of innings that you have. Yeah. That's going to affect it a lot. Yeah, and definitely. with it being such lower numbers of innings, you're going to have such different numbers. Um, but yeah, in general, pretty average year, pretty solid year for him and the team. And then those are two starters that I wanted to go through. And then the last one I wanted to go through was Taylor Rogers, not Taylor Rodgers, not like Aaron Rodgers. It's R O G E R S. I first typed in with the D and I was like, ah, nope, I'm can't be normal. Uh, well, no, actually it's extremely normal, <laughs> but his ERA was a 4.05, which was very high for him. He had nine saves, which would have put him just below average if it was the same amount as a normal year. So like he normally appears in like 60 games. He appeared in, I think like 21, something like that. So it would have put him just below his 2019, which was a, a very, which was a high for him, which was 30. If he went and he had his average amount of games, he would have just put him just under 30, which is 
also very solid. 30 saves is a very good year for any closing pitcher. Uh, he gave up just two home runs, just four walks, and struck out 24 people. Wow. Two home, four walks. Like, we're used to seeing, like, most of these closers that I've gone over is like, ah, you know, he's like, ah, 11 walks and 11 strikeouts, something like that, something like very high. But four walks, that is great control. That is insane control over your pitch. Um, so his, but his hit through nine was a bit higher. Uh, in 2019, it was 7.6. And then uh, this past year, he had an 11.7 hits through nine. But again, as I said, that's a big thing just to the amount of innings that you have. Because, I mean, if you go and in one outing you go and you get you give up one hit, mm-hmm. that's going to have you have a nine. One hit through one inning will give you a nine hit through nine. Wow. Especially as a closer, you get such little chances to really yeah. spread that out. Yeah, your numbers do start getting a little funky. Yeah, so, I mean, with him getting his – amount of innings cut down it really affects that a lot but I mean again all around the team had a very good year they had a very solid pitching year all around everybody did very well and for a team that doesn't have any huge names like they're not like a team that's like ah that guy's terrifying as I said Mm -hmm. they have two all-star appearances throughout their entire pitching rotation and so they have nobody who's this person that you're like, ah, he's the main person we have to worry about. The team as a whole works very well, and they pitch very well as a team. And, I mean, that's what's putting them in such a good situation. Yeah, I mean, I always like teams that aren't super, super stacked with, like, all these superstar all-stars and are still able to make, like, solid playoff runs, solid season runs and the twins have always been able to have a strong season (laughs) um regular season yeah regular season let's let's dive into their um playoff struggles so in the club's history they have 12 divisional titles six american league pennants and one wild card playoff berth but they've only ever won three world series so they've gotten to the world series six times so they're 500 in the World Series, which is fair. Um, we have both sides now. Yeah, I saw that there was a shortstop involved. Yes, it was Cleveland will be receiving Andre uh, Jimenez, uh, yeah. Amin Rosario, so shortstop for shortstop, and then Josh Wolf, who's a right-handed pitcher, and then oh. Isaiah Green, who's an outfielder. Yeah, okay. Big moves. Yeah, That's big a moves. lot for a little, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I mean, think now, if they do end up signing... Springer. Mm-hmm. That's a that's, that's a team. Huge. That's a terrifying team. <laughs> that is a scary team. <laughs> it doesn't understand. It like it doesn't under it, it doesn't matter if they grab Springer, it doesn't matter how good freaking Pete Alonso does, that team's gonna be good. Yeah. Like Pete Alonso could have the year that he had last year. And it would not it would not affect anything. No. Because this that team is that's huge. Lindor is huge for them. Yeah. That's... Wow. Wow. I'm still shocked about that. Well, glad we got to react to that live. <laughs> um, anyway, 
right? Okay, so they're 500 in the World Series. Sorry, let's get back to this. They have six American League pennants. They have 12 divisional titles, three World Series. However, in recent history, they have lost 16 straight postseason games. Woo! With 13 of them being against the Yankees, which is we, absolutely we, I didn't know that one. <laughs> the, only, the three other ones, um, well, I guess this was before 2020's postseason because it said the three other ones were against the A's, but then they lost two straight to the Astros. So I guess they're at 18 now. Even better. Um, which, when he was, when it was 16, um, they were ch- chied. They were tied with the Chicago Blackhawks from 1975 to 1979 with the longest postseason losing streak. I guess, however, if you tap on 2020 where they went, they lost two straight to the Astros, I, I guess they now hold that title. Yeah, I mean, they're... Why? Like, what happens? I have to say, it's great to see it as a Yankee fan. <laughs> oh, it's so great to see. I that the I don't even think it was the playoffs. Um, 2019, when it happened, I thought it was right before the playoffs. The, the when, one with Aaron Hicks laying on the outfield. Yes, that was probably my favorite game I've ever watched. It was beautiful. It was such a good game between it the was two exciting. teams. Exciting! It was the twins. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, and I mean, we were just saying like they have a good lineup they have good pitching i just want to know they can get themselves into the playoff 18 times yeah and then they're just like psych we made it this far it's getting a bit chilly (laughs) it's i i I don't even know like there's not even like a here you just need to like add pitching or add defense to push yourself to the playoffs no you just need to learn how to freaking win those games like it's not like they've never beat the yankees in the regular season, or they've never beat these teams in the regular season. They know how to beat the teams. They're just like, ooh, playoffs. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. Um, yeah, so I just thought that was that was something to note because we just ran through this super strong lineup, and then it's just like, surprise, we can't win a playoff game. Ah-ha-ha. <laughs> um, let's... Head into their prospects. Um, this Francisco Lindor news has added quite a bit of time to our episode. Um, <laughs> but their number one prospect is Royce Lewis. He's a 21-year-old shortstop and was the number one pick in the 2017 draft and reached the double A by 20. Um, so I guess these rankings really don't, like the double A, single A, triple A doesn't really mean anything much now that half of minor league baseball has been cut, but we just going to keep using it. Um, he was the top prospect in the Arizona Fall League, and he also won MVP down there. He has really high baseball IQ. Um, offensively, he can sometimes lose his timing at the plate because he's got this, like, wicked high leg kick. But he's really quick on the bases, will steal a lot of bases, and he's very fit and suited to continue playing shortstop. However, he is able to play third and short so the twins are open to him playing anywhere to get him up onto the big league field which is good it's always nice to have multiple options um next is alex krilov krilov he's an outfielder slash infielder he is already on the 40-man roster i checked i checked them all out this time 
and he is a 23 year old left-handed hitter thrower whatever drafted out of high school um he had tommy john in 2017 and then wrist injuries held him back in 2019 after a really great 2018 season but even with all of this he's still seen as one of the best hitters in the minor leagues hits for average and power really well and you know he works counts well he doesn't strike out and his arm and range will fit into right field but he can also play first base so like let's not take max kepler's spot sir um so he he didn't get any appearances uh this year like he didn't actually see the field but he was listed on the 40 man next is trevor larynch terrible last name my guy um not made for the ml not made for it He's a 23-year-old outfielder who reached double A in his first full season. He started off as a high-contact hitter, but then he went on to develop more power in his swing during his junior year of college, which then in his first full professional season, he was able to use all fields, draw walks, and really become like a, a use, I don't want to say a useful hitter, but like a, a threatening hitter we'll use. That's a better way to put it. Um, he's not a great runner, which is interesting as an outfielder. And he has limited range, but he has a really strong arm, which makes kind of makes up for it. Um, I don't know if that really does. I feel like I'd want my outfielders to be able to cover ground, but like maybe that's just me. Um, next up is 22-year-old Jordan Belazovic, who I can't pronounce because guess what? He's a right-handed pitcher from fucking Canada. Wow. He has a hockey last name, so I don't know how to say it, but... <clears throat> He has been absolutely dominant through two levels of class A ball and has put on 45 pounds and grown two inches since being drafted. Wow. Yeah, big boy. Big, big boy. I think they said he's around like 225. My my thing is like, yeah, let's say if you put on... Free- 45 pounds and only two inches. For, but that's, a, that's big because if he put on 45 pounds and two inches, how good was he before that? Bruh, I don't know. Like, he he had to be solid before that. He had, he was two inches shorter, 45 pounds lighter, and they were still like, <laughs> we'll take him. And then they go, and they're like, wow, yeah, we got a lot Canadian. more. <laughs> we're like, wow, we got a lot more than we actually bought him for. <laughs> um, so as he's grown, he's been able to throw even harder. His fastball now sits at about 95 to 97 with kind of a sinking, dying motion. His breaking ball at its best is a hard slider. And he's currently working on a changeup to be a third offering, and they expect him to be ready to start soon. I want to see this Canadian. <laughs> he just seems to have great energy. I want the Canadian. <laughs> and their fifth prospect, I almost called him a recruit. <laughs> their fifth prospect is Johan Duran. He is a 22-year-old right-handed pitcher, sadly not Canadian. Um in 2019 he took a huge step forward by reaching double a by the age of 21 and then guess what added to the 40 man in the offseason um his fastball average is at 97 and often touches triple digits he has a very nasty splitter and this hybrid pitch that sits around 89 to 88 to 94 miles an hour that if you make contact with it it's a weak ground ball but it mostly inspires swings and misses He's currently working on his curveball that is gunned at 84 miles an hour, but he just needs more command on it. Like, he can't confidently throw it in the strike zone consistently. So, for him to be considered a starter, he needs to work on his command a little bit, but they don't want to 
take him out of the rotation because he is so young and has the opportunity to gain command. Um, so they just want to see what happens. But, I mean, these are all all hopeful people. Most of the prospects normally are, you know? That's why they're the top five prospects. <laughs> um, but I just, like, sorry, my brain is, like, so scattered now because, like, the first tweet I saw, it was like, ha, ha, ha. It's a joke. But now, like, Cut4 just tweeted Lindor and Carrasco, like, photoshopped with the shitty hats on. Like, it's, like, real, real. <laughs> you know it's real, real? Not when the MLB posts that it happened, but when Cut4 goes and puts a terrible photoshop. Of- the Indians just tweeted, we have acquired... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tweets just keep coming in. And I had, like, one open, so they just kept on popping up in front of them. Oh, my God. Well... I'm glad you guys got to hear our live reaction to the Mets news. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you like to mention that we have somebody who's verified following us? You have someone who's verified following us? Yeah. Who Look at the likes. Me? Huh? Look at the likes. On my, on, on my Instagram post? Yeah. On the one you just posted. Time out. Time the fuck out. I struck out Mike Trout in a Major League Baseball game. Oh my god, I'm gonna follow him! I didn't know who he is! I don't know how he found our content. Probably my great job hashtagging things. <laughs> I like that. That's sick. I mean... Pat Light! Hold on, let me Google you. Who are you? Respect. <laughs> um, he was a baseball... Patrick James Light is an American former professional baseball pitcher. He played in Major League Baseball for the Boston Red Sox and the Minnesota Twins! Wow! Wow, um, Mr. Light, if you're listening, thank you for liking our Instagram post. <laughs> um, yeah, talking about Instagram, you guys literally got to witness me making one today. Our Instagram is pinstripe.podcast. Um, any huge baseball news that breaks, I post it. Any Yankee news, anything that happens throughout the episode, I post it. Um, I posted a really cool video of a figure skater last week. I was really <laughs> proud of that one. Um, but yes, pinstripe.podcast on Instagram. If you want to follow me on Twitter, um, I've said this before. I haven't been tweeting about baseball all that much because Twitter has been handling some more serious issues. Um, but it is Lex Semanchek, L-E-X-S-E-M-A-N-C-H-I-K. But next week... We go to Chicago, right? Chicago. I'm from Chicago. Think crust pizza? No, thank you. I'm from Chicago. That's from New Girl, and I know you've never seen New Girl. Um, but... We can go to Chicago. What? We can go to Chicago. I was going to go... Me and Morgan were going to go to Chicago last year. No, I'm saying, there, as, a, as we kind of have gone over, we went over this last week, they're all kind of the same lateral plane. Yeah. <laughs> What's after Chicago? Uh, Detroit, Detroit, Cleveland, and Kansas City. Oh, wow. Detroit's um, technically more north, but... Then Chicago? Then Chicago, yeah. So maybe we should do Detroit next? I mean, I mean, we already hyped up Chicago. All right, we're going to Chicago. Go to Chicago. Deep dish pizza. <laughs> it's, it's from New Girl. I swear I'm not just making it up and being an asshole. And then why don't, why don't we just work down the, the... Why don't we just go to Cleveland after that? We just start working down with the, uh, with the, the standings because we don't have to go to Kansas City anytime soon. <laughs> Kansas City. Oh, boy. All right. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you can, please like, rate, share, subscribe, however you are listening to this. 
let other people do it as well. <laughs> Thank you so much. Next week, we'll be talking about the Chicago White Sox. So this has been the Pinstripe Podcast. Bye. Bye.